Hey friends, and welcome back to The Daily Cup with me as your host, April, where every week I invite you to come into my home with me, grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and join me for some conversation on a new topic that we talk about every week that we pull from God's word. I am so excited to have you back for another week. We are going to dive into God's word and talk about one of my favorite Bible stories. So for that reason, I am really looking forward to it. This is a story that I have wanted to talk about for a while, but I don't know. It just didn't seem like the time. So I feel like now God is telling me it's the time to do it. So I am even more excited for that. I don't know, just every time it gets more exciting. So I look forward to having you join me this week. This is the last week of season three of this podcast. So make sure that you stick around. And then at the end of it, I am going to share some ways, uh, have some announcements and also share some ways that you can pray for me. You know, um, every episode I pray for you guys. And so I have some things that I would like to ask you to join me in praying about this next month as we take a break for the podcast. So if you're interested in this, and I hope you are because it's a great story, stay tuned after this short, short break. All right, friends. So this week, the topic is called the power of sight. As you know, every week we have been talking about a different topic, the power of whatever it may be. And this week it is sight. And I'm so excited about it because like I said, I feel like this is a time. This is a time for us to talk about this. If you, if this is your first time joining us, welcome. I'm so excited to have you and make sure and go back to listen to the other episodes from this podcast series from the season. Welcome to go all the way back to the front. There's from the beginning, there's a lot in there. So it's really great. I'm so excited. This is my favorite, uh, one of my favorite Bible stories of the Bible. So we're going to look into Acts chapter 9. Verses 1 through 19, we're going to read a few verses, have the breakdown, and then go from there. So as always, I read from the New International Version. So let's go ahead and start reading Acts 9, verses 1 through 2. It says, Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. So here they're talking about, we're talking about a guy named Saul. Now, eventually Saul changes his name to Paul and technically he has, it's the same name, Saul and Paul. And he's talking about here where he is, I mean, Saul had, a rough life in the way that he began. He was very, like it says, it's mur- he was murderous. He would kill uh, Christians. He would kill people who believed in Jesus. And so he basically had no shame. Let's just get real. He So he was actually in this passage. He was looking for people who belong to the way, according to him. And if you see that, the way is capitalized. So that's it's another 
way for us to refer or who he is referring to as Jesus. And it says it doesn't matter whether it's men or women, he's going to the king and he's basically asking for permission to, or he went to the high priest, sorry, not the king, the high priest, and was basically asking for permission to go out and find these people, even going to the synagogues. He's like going to go into their church basically and look for them to bring them out and kill them. So I just wanted to read this part of the story because we're talking about someone who obviously hates Jesus. He hates Christians. He murders them. He he persecutes them. He hurts them. I mean, we talked about this a little while back about how um, the the Christian people were uh, hurt by him. So this is the background of Saul. Now, this brings us to our first point, which is God has a different plan. We see here that Saul had his own plan, but God has a different plan. It says in Isaiah chapter 55 verse 8 that God tells us, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither my ways your ways. So our version of life and how God thinks it should be are two totally different things. And that's what we're going to see here when we continue to read. Let's look at Acts chapter 9 verses 3, and we'll go to about verse 6, I believe. Let's see. As he neared Damascus on his journey, we're talking about Paul here, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, whom are you per- whom you are persecuting, he replied. Now, get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. So we can see here that Saul had asked for permission from the priest to go basically go out and kill these Christians. And it sounded like he got what he wanted because now he was on his journey to Damascus to be able to, you know, bring prisoners to Jerusalem. Pretty crazy. And so God has a different, you know, he has different plans for him and he's showing that to him. So let's look and see. Um, We see here that God speaks to him. So now we're going to go on and see what happens next. Let's take a look at verse seven and go to verse nine. It says the men traveling with Saul stood there speechless. They heard the sound, but did not see anyone. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand into Damascus. For three days he was blind and did not eat or drink anything. In past podcasts, we've talked about how the number three is a prophetic number. The number three in Hebrew is, I'm going to try to pronounce this and I'm hoping it's correct. I try to look up the sounding of it. It sounds like shalush, shalush. This is the number three in Hebrew and it means unity or harmony. So this is very interesting to me that um, he did not eat or drink for three days. 
Now, nowhere in this passage, personally, are we going to see that it even says that he talked to anybody. I don't know. I believe that he was just so overcome. I mean, he was just, he had not seen Jesus in this way ever before. Um, so yeah, that prophetic number three comes up a lot in the Bible. Uh, the Godhead is three and one. Uh, in the Old Testament, it talks about the three patriarchs, which is Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The Magi, Magi brought three gifts to baby Jesus, which was frankincense, myrrh, and gold. So that number comes up a lot. And I just wanted to put that in there because I found that really interesting information there. All right. So that brings us to point number two. Believer, God can use you. We're going to take a look at Acts chapter 9 verses 10 through 17 and see how God used a person named Ananias to heal Saul of his, basically his blindness. So this is really like one of the favorite parts of the story for me. So I'm excited about this. So let's take a look. It says in Damascus, there was a disciple named Ananias. The Lord called to him in a vision. Ananias. Yes, Lord, he answered. The Lord told him, go to the house of Judas on Straight Street and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul, for he is praying. In a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hands on him and restore his sight. Lord, Ananias answered, I have heard many reports about this man and all the harm he has done to your holy people in Jerusalem. And he has come here with authority from the chief priest to arrest all who call on your name. But the Lord said to Ananias, Go, this man is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and I and their kings and to the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Then Ananias went to the house and entered, placed his hands on Saul. He said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here, has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit immediately. Well, let's let's stop right there. All right, so a little recap of this, right? We have a guy named Saul. He's going around persecuting everyone. God has different plans. So he meets him on the road to be able to destroy those people, and he becomes blind. He doesn't eat. He doesn't drink for three days. And apparently during this time, as the passage tells us, God, as Saul was praying, God was also talking to one of his disciples named Ananias. And so that brings us to the part of where God says to him, you need to go and talk to this guy, basically. And Ananias is like, do you realize who you're sending me to go and talk to? Like he was scared. He had heard about Saul. He knew how brutal he was. It sounds like he was really afraid for his own life. But 
the part that I love about this is how he goes and he tells him, he says, brother, let's look at this. It says in um, verse, let's see here, in verse 17, it says that Ananias tells him, brother Saul. Like that's how he initially talks to him. He greets him already, like as that conversion has already happened. He's greeting him by calling him brother. This is someone who was a murderer. This was someone who persecuted and who killed Christians and people who believed. And then just by God telling him as like he was a believer and God telling him to go and to talk to Saul and to heal him. I just think it's so beautiful how he just initially addresses him and says, brother Saul. To me, it's like he already went with that faith of knowing this guy's going to be healed. He's going to be converted. He, God has already sent him a vision. God's talking to me. He had put his faith in God. And I wonder how many times that us as believers, and this is why I say point two, believer, God can use you. You know, God has already changed. We're a believer because God has already changed our life. God has already healed our life. And God has given us the power by the Holy Spirit to go out and speak to people and to be a part of their transition and to be a part of their, um, you know, a part in their lifeline to be able to reach Jesus. And we have that power by the Holy Spirit. And how many of us, and this is a question, or this is an answer between you and God, you know, but I want to ask you as a believer, how many times do you go out and you have that such faith that you go out that whenever you talk to a Christian or whenever you talk to somebody who is not a believer, that they're going to truly be converted, you know, or if God has told you to go and talk to that person, you know, um, and God is leading you to do that. I mean, sometimes we just want to because it's the right thing to do, right? We want to talk to people about Jesus, but I think you understand what I'm saying as a believer. There's a difference between us wanting to talk to people about Jesus because we love him and we're excited and we want everybody to know about him. And then, you know, there's other times where God's going to talk to you and tell you to go and talk to that person. And it might not be something in our human or physical that we think sounds like a really smart idea. You know what I'm saying? But no, Ananias here, he goes up to him and he already calls him a brother. And not only that, you know what? Like, it was like in that moment, it, it didn't matter anymore. Like everything from, from Saul's past, all his murderous times, everything, all the evil that he did, all the hatred that he spewed out, all the people's lives that he took and that he hurt and whether it be men or women. And I think it's very telling also in this passage that they say men or women, because back then, because of the um, laws that they had and things like that, you know, men and women were general, generally separated. So the fact that he's like even calling out, I don't even care if they're women. I'm going to go get them too. You know, like that may not seem like a big deal, but that was a big deal. Like, I mean, he he's just fighting everybody he possibly can. But again, Ananias goes up to him and calls him brother. Like it, it's like he has such a spirit of knowing that this guy is renewed in Christ. And that brings me to another question for you, you know answer between you and God. How many times have you seen people 
uh, become transformed in Jesus. And then you keep on looking at them with old eyes. You keep on looking at them for their past sins or things they did in the past. And I wonder how much more that person's life would be transformed and changed if we all had this attitude of that God has truly transformed them. And you know what? God truly does transform people from one moment to the next. But it's us as humans that look like, mm, I don't know if they changed, you know, well, you know, they used to do that. So how do we know that they don't? That's not for us to say, like, let's be there. Let's be encouraging. Let's like make sure, you know, you know, brother friend, like, let's go. Let's just address them with knowing that they are, you know, brother or sister for this matter, you know, brother, sister, friend, like, welcome to the kingdom of God, you know, like we should rejoice. We should rejoice with them because whenever they, whenever someone gives their life to Jesus, they were in the dark, right? And that's kind of part of this here. He was in the dark. He could not see. He was physically blind and he was spiritually blind, right? And now they see they're out of the darkness. They're into the light whenever people get transformed. Let's be a part of that. The angels in heaven are praising and singing and excited and joyous. And we should be the same way. We should no longer be passing judgment. I know whenever I converted, I would not want anyone to do that to me. And so I don't want to be that one to anyone else, right? All right, friends. So that brings us to point number three. I was blind, but now I see. We're going to finish reading this passage in Acts chapter 9, verses 18 through 19. Let's look. This is my second, and I would say probably my most favorite out of the two part. So let's take a look. It says, immediately something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he could see again. He got up and was baptized, and after taking some food, he regained his strength. Oh my gosh, praise God. How exciting is that? He was blind, but now he sees. Let me tell you something. Whenever we are in sin, whenever we do not know God, we are in the darkness. We don't know Jesus. We don't know him as our Lord and Savior. We truly are walking around in the dark. Our life is not given over to God. So technically, we're not a child of God. We're, we're like walking in sin with Satan. We're walking in the darkness. And so in this point of view, Saul was physically, he could not see, and spiritually, he could not see. And commentary suggests um, that whenever he was on the road uh, to Damascus, and that whenever Jesus came and showed himself, it literally, uh, it literally made him blind. The light was so, the commentaries say or suggest that the light was so bright, it actually caused what was almost like true light scale, like thin scale, like um, things over his eyes because the light was just so bright. Um, and I, I don't know. I just thought that was something that was like really interesting that he was literally physically blind, but at the same time, he was still, I mean, he was spiritually blind, right? God he did not, he did not know God. He, he was against God. He was sinning and he was 
doing things against God, right? And and we can sin against God. You know, I think and I believe and I have this conversation um, a lot lately with people is um, that, you know, people believe or as people, we have made sin to be bigger than another. Like we can look at this and be like, oh, but Saul was a murderer, you know? Yeah. But like, did you just gossip yesterday? <laughs> you know, did you just, um, I don't know, tell a white lie yesterday, today, even two seconds ago? I don't know. Like to God, a sin is a sin. You understand what I'm saying? And as humans, we look at like, oh, well, that sin is bigger than another one. But no, if we are not doing God's will, if if we are not living out how God wants us to live, we're sinning against him. And there's all there's all things in the there's different patch, passages in the Bible that suggest all different types of sin. So let's just remember that. Um we we can sin in many different ways. We all need Jesus for different reasons. But at the end of the day, it comes down to that he is perfect and he is everlasting life and we are born into a sinful world and we're sinful creatures and we fall short of the glory of God and we need him. Okay, so let's just always remember that. So it's just crazy how he did not eat or drink for three days um, and then only was he healed, like he he was healed. He Ananias went to him, he healed him, and not only was he physically healed because these scales fell off of his eyes and he could then see again, but he was healed spiritually. He he knew who Jesus was. It said he got up immediately. And he, it, well, it says immediately, like then after that, it says that he got up and he was baptized. Back in these days, and it happens now sometimes immediately, a lot of times for different reasons as far as like logistics of it all, we give our hearts to Jesus, we repent, and we believe in him, and then the physical aspect of baptism sometimes comes at a later time. But during this time period, it was very normal and very much the culture that the minute that you knew about Jesus and you wanted to give your life to him, I mean, you go to the water and you get water baptized. And so that's what happened here. And then it says after that, he took in some food, he regained his strength, and then now for ever after, you know, I, I wouldn't say necessarily happily ever after because he went through a lot. Like he went through a lot. He, he suffered a lot for Jesus, but he, he just didn't even care. He was just like, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it because God had transformed him. And that's how I would encourage us to be as well that we know that true conversion happens when we receive sight. We were blind and now we see, right? We hear that all the time, but really let that sink in. We were blind before we knew Jesus. And I love this story because it brings together a non-believer and a believer. And so that brings us to the nugget for this week. And the nugget for the week is... God can use me. Friends, this is for the unbeliever or the believer. If you have not yet accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, this is the moment. God can use you. 
And this is a good, good example of it. If God can use someone who was a murderer, if God can use someone who was not only a murderer, but murdered his people and change his life and let him be open to the truth and have the truth revealed to him, he can use you. There's nothing that you can do. It doesn't matter if you're sick, your health, your finances, the way you look, the way what you did yesterday, your sins, even what you did two seconds ago. If you are feeling in your heart in this moment that you have not lived your life right for Jesus, and maybe this is your first time hearing this, or maybe you're listening and you really never gave your life to Jesus, you can know in this moment that God can use you. God just is asking for your heart. And all he needs for you is to just say, hey, Jesus, you know, you pray to him. You talk to him. Prayer is simply just talking to Jesus and let him know that you acknowledge him as your Lord and Savior, that no longer are you going to live for yourself. Are you going to live for this world? Every sin, every sadness, every heartache, every unforgiveness, every all the anger issues any kind of addiction, any kind of frustration, any lack of anything that you don't have in your sins, give it over to Jesus. He can help you. He's just asking you to join him and accept him as your Lord and Savior. And he has already died on the cross for your sins. And he wants to take that burden from you. So I would just, you know, encourage you and have been praying about this that you would know that Jesus just simply wants your heart and you can talk to him and acknowledge him as your Lord and Savior, confess your sins to him and repent, repent from those sins, simply turn away from what you're doing. Uh, All those things that you're sinning, all the things that don't belong to Jesus, just let it go. Confess your sins to him, turn away and just receive him and walk in newness of life. And then, you know, make sure that you good you get into a good Bible Bible believing, preaching church, and that you read your Bible and you get into it and you learn more about God's Word. I'm so excited about that for you. And then for those who are already believers, just know that Jesus can use you like he used Ananias in this story to heal and to restore and to bring life and encouragement to someone who needed hope. That's what we're there for. Jesus has already done it for us. And then us as believers now, then we go and basically do the same thing for others. And let's walk and have that faith. Let's have faith for people who don't have faith. Okay, let's be that hope and that life and encouragement to others. That's what this podcast is all about, you know, and so let's just do that. This is a good reminder for us to do that and and know and have that faith that whenever we do, God's going to move mountains. God asked Ananias here. He was super afraid. He had heard about this dude, Saul. And he was just really scared, it sounds like, for his life. But then God assured him no. And then he went in and he just greeted him right away as brother. He already had that faith. So let's have faith like Ananias. I think it's such a beautiful story. So remember the nugget for this week. God can use me.
All right, friends, were we encouraged by today's podcast? I definitely hope so. I know it encouraged me. I hope it encourages you. And just to know, remember your nugget, God can use me. He can use all of us as long as we are just willing to be open and obedient to what he has for us. And I think as we continue to share these, you know, this time together and learn more about his word, it just helps grow our faith more and more. And remember, faith is just believing in something that is unseen. With God, all things are possible. I know that term is used a lot, but really receive that in your heart. Really, all things are possible in the will of God. And so I just think it's so awesome that God loves us so much that not only did he give his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for our sins, he also leaves his word for us to have all these wonderful stories to go back, to listen to, and to be encouraged by. And just to help us see, I think that's the coolest thing that I love about it. And I feel like, I don't know if it's because my my faith or my relationship is growing with Jesus or because I'm getting older and I'm learning more or a little bit of both. I have no idea because I feel like it doesn't matter what your age is. Your faith can be amazing and it can be great. And don't ever let anyone tell you that just because you're young, just because you're a younger child, that God cannot use you because he He can. He absolutely can. So was saying that I don't think it's my age. I do believe that it's my faith in growing in, in Christ and my relationship growing with him that I just get more and more excited about his word and things that he has left for us. Because if we really look deep into it, it really teaches us that, you know what? The people in the Bible, they were just like us. <laughs> it was just a different time period, but they struggle with what we struggle with. They had issues like we had issues. And you know what? God still was glorified. God still worked through them. And God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And he is going to continue to do awesome things through us as long as we're willing to be that instrument for him. So be encouraged, friends. Again, thank you so much for joining me for this last week um, of the season. And I really look forward to more times together. Um, I will go ahead and close this in prayer. And then after that, I'll have some announcements. So if you want to stick around and have some announcement, here the announcements coming up. And then also ways that you can pray for me coming up in this next month. So let's go ahead and pray. Father God, we thank you so much for this time that we've had together, Father God. I thank you so much for the freedom to be able to share your word freely without being persecuted here in this country. And I'm so thankful for every country that this touches, God, I really do pray for all the people listening, that are following, that they want to know more about your word, Lord. I pray that lives be changed by the power of your word, by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, God, and that there are true conversions of people hearing this word today, that they know that no matter what they have done, God, that you can change their life, that just like Saul, their lives can be changed and they just give their life over to you that they would trust and know and put you as their Lord and Savior in their life, that they would confess their sins, that they would repent from them, just turn away and live in newness of you, Father God. I believe that that is being done in this moment somewhere, Father, 
even if it's just one person. And with that one person, we, we rejoice, Lord. If there's anybody that's listening, that knows Jesus, that has strayed away from him, that's listening to them or listening to this message in this moment, I pray, Father God, in Jesus' name, that that person would turn back to you that this would be the word that they hear, that their hearts turn back to you, God, and that they are found in you again. Your word says that we can have reconciliation through you again, that we do mess up sometimes. Sometimes we just decide to leave, but that you are always there for us and we can come back and ask for forgiveness of sin and you will just love us, Lord. And I thank you so much for that. Um, I also just want to pray for those out there who are already believers, God, that they are trying to do their best to live out their life through your word. And I would just pray that um, there would be faith, God, that you would give us faith to be able to just grow more and more and that we would be champions, God. We would be like cheerleaders for those who do not yet know you or those who are returning to you and we help them and they and, and encourage them God and that we would all work together for the goodness of your kingdom Lord all of this I pray in Jesus name amen listen if you have stayed with me for this long I appreciate it thank you so much as always for your encouragement and being here with me, I know this episode was a little bit longer than others, but I wanted to make sure that I got everything in and also be able to ha uh, have a moment to ask you guys for prayer for this month coming up. So as you know, this is the last episode for season three for the month of May. We're going to take off and then start up again for June and July. And that's going to be season four. June and July will be season four. And we'll also complete a year of the Daily Cup podcast. I just absolutely can't believe it. So with that being said, I would like to ask you guys for prayer um, on what, you know, we're going to go over in season four and also for the completion of the year and how to move forward. I have some ideas um, but I'm not 100% sure on that. So I would love if you could join me in prayer for that and also keep it coming. I've already heard from a couple of you guys who heard last week's episode and have given me some ideas. And so keep it coming. Or if something comes up before then, let me know. Um, I'm taking off the month of May uh, for many reasons, actually. One, it just kind of so happened that every so often we take a break. That's one of the reasons, but a couple other things that I would ask for you to pray about for me is in the month of May, um, I celebrate my birthday. So I'm looking forward to that and just please help me thanking Jesus for another year of my life. I not going to cry, <laughs> but I just cannot believe what my life is right now. It is by no means do I have a perfect life, but man, my life is really good and Something that you guys don't know is, I mean, I'm a very private person, so I don't share a lot of things, but I will tell you this, the beginning of this year for quite a few months up until very, very recently, um, I just kind of felt like for my personal life, for my personal life, I really felt like God was just being very quiet. <laughs> I was not hearing from him and there were times where I got really frustrated. Um. Because I just wanted to hear from him. I 
I knew what to do in this podcast and I knew what to do with other things, but I, I really was just not hearing from him and I I didn't kind of know how to navigate that. And, um, and I, I felt in my spirit, it was because something major and good was coming up and there's so many great things coming up. So I am celebrate celebrating another year of my life, which I think is amazing. Um, I'm also in the month of May, I'm going to be going on vacation and I have not done that for honestly, like a legit vacation. It's been seven years, y'all. That's a really long time. And it's for many reasons I haven't been able to go that long, but I am going on vacation after seven years. So I'm looking forward to it. Please pray for like relax mode and Zen and just amazingness on that. And then another thing, if you can pray for me for, and I really believe it's just kind of all the buildup of this coming to this moment, I have been asked twice or yeah, two times in the month of May for basically the first time ever to help participate in the preaching and sermons um, at my church. So I am really looking forward to that. I'm a little nervous, not going to lie, because as y'all know, this podcast, um, it's just me. Like I'm talking to y'all, but I literally have a wall sitting in front of me. Um, so I talk to you guys, but I don't see your faces. <laughs> now I'm going to be seeing faces. So it's a little nerve wracking, but I know God is already there. I know he's been preparing me for this moment. I just think it's crazy that I feel like I didn't hear from God for anything, uh, like really in my personal life. And it was just kind of quiet. And, you know, they always say like, are the teacher silent, all those kinds of things. So yeah, here we are. And then all of a sudden, like twice to be asked to help out in the same month. So I am so looking forward to that. Um, and then there's many other things that are, that are coming up. My mom's birthday is in May. My brother's birthday is in May. Um, and, uh, my godson. So Evan, shout out to Evan. Love you, baby. Um, my godson, his birthday, Uh, I have many friends or birthdays. It's Mother's Day. It's graduation. If you live in the United States, we um, have Memorial Day that we commemorate. So the month of May is just very crazy. And so I'm looking forward to all those things and hopefully some downtime in between apart from the vacation. But if you can pray for me for that, I would really appreciate it. And again, I thank you so much for staying with me to the end. If you didn't, that's okay too. I know people have to go, but if you stayed, I thank you so much and just want to wish you an amazing, amazing week and month of May. You guys stay safe and be great and keep on studying the word every, you know, every single day, get into it, be encouraged somehow, even if a verse, something sticks in your head, go back and listen to episodes that you haven't listened to, get some good nuggets for the week, share with your friends, lots of good things. I will be talking to you guys soon. Until then, remember to have an awesome week and remember to always drink in the wonderful daily cup of God's word so your cup always overflows. Yeah.